Welcome to episode 9 of Living the Dream, the podcast about dreams. Uh, for anyone that has not listened to the episode The Dream, so it's the Living the Dream podcast before this podcast is, is sort of a light, funny, uh, joking podcast about uh, the dreams and we are doing one, one dream is coming first from Charlie and then we are talking about the dream, then the second dream is coming from me, Rob, and we are talking about the dream and then we are ending the podcast. Enjoy it. Okay, so Charlie, I would like to know what you've been doing this week. This week? Um, this week I have been... Um, I don't know. What have, what have I been doing this week? Uh, well, I think last... Well, we've had a, we've had a two-week break, haven't we? Yeah. Because last weekend our comedy course was on a Sunday and we went down to Ashford for your sister's birthday. We went down to <gasps> Leafy Ashford. We went down to Leafy Ashford and we like, am I allowed to share the, the thing? Um, I don't know. Okay, then I better not share. to be safe than sorry. We went down to Ashford for Laura, my sister's birthday. She was thirty last year, and she couldn't have a birthday last year because it was um, a little thing called COVID. That's actually so good. That means that she will always be a year younger. Yeah, I always feel a year younger because a lot of the time I always feel a year. Younger. You know, like for example, last year. Well, as in every birthday, like. I'm getting younger by the year. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, when I when it came to my 28th birthday, for example, I'm 28 now. Uh, when it came to my 28th birthday, I'd been thinking for a long time that I was 28. And then when it came to me being 28, I realised, oh shit, I'm 27 and now I'm 28. And so then when it came to me being 28, I was like, oh, fine. It's, it's all good. A little uh, dip inside the mind of Charlie Virgo, ladies and gentlemen. So if anyone out there is feeling a bit bad about their age or... Not sure that they're happy. Just pretend you're older. Just pretend you're older. <laughs> I'm I'm starting to think that I'm thirty already. And I and Rob, I encourage you very much to think that you're forty now. Just so that when it comes to the time, you'll feel fine. <laughs> when it comes to the time, you'll feel fine. Um okay, well that's a very interesting perspective. Thank you, Charlie, for sharing. Uh and I was actually gonna add something to that, which is that Technically, we are a year younger than we say we are because we were alive for 11 months and 30 days before our first birthday anyway. Yeah. So when you're one, you're actually more like two. (laughs) (laughs) How? Well, no, that's not right. When you're one, you've lived one year. That definitely made sense. (laughs) (laughs) There's a way that makes sense. No, there isn't. Yeah, because in Korea... They do the they do age differently. They say you they say no they say you're one when you when you arrived. Yeah, no when you arrive not when you're conceived. No, you're right when you arrive you're nine months old. Not when you're conceived. When you arrive you're nine months old. Not when you're conceived. If you notice, I'm frantically trying to dig myself out of the hole that I made from my. If you were one when you conceived, you would be nine months older than you are. So you'd be, I don't know, what thirty two. Well, actually, what I did mean was that technically, like I would be like, oh, I'm twenty seven, but in 
three weeks, I'm 28. So I'm basically 28 anyway. So your concept Round of being out. like, well, I'm basically 28 anyway. That's what I was thinking, yeah. I'm 20, I'm 30 next year. <laughs> Do you know what? I was quick to write you off there, Charlie, and I apologise. Rob's taking his jacket off now. Come on then, stick him up. <laughs> and he's rolling his sleeves up, <laughs> ready for a fight. Um, yeah, but I, yeah, so I feel like next year I'm 30. And that's a big milestone, really, isn't it? Next year I'm not 30, I'm 29. Yeah, but for me, just, and we're talking about me now, not you. It's always about you, isn't it? Yeah, next year, 30, big milestone. Um, what are you going to do for to do my with, Nothing to do with what you did this week. What, you don't ask someone what they're going to do for your what 30th. Are you do? What are you going to do for your 30th? Is what I no, what ask. are you going to do for my 30th? What are you going to do to make it a special year for me? Uh, I don't know. I haven't thought about it. Who told you I thought about it? Because I haven't. Oh. Uh, 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 <laughs> <laughs> in other news this week... Um, Oh, God, uh, you know, I had a bit of a long week. You know, sometimes you get to Friday, oh, Christ. I had a bit of a week, which was like, um, I, you know how we were talking about how January... Got my COVID booster. Got your booster, did you? Yeah, yeah, and I gave blood on Thursday. Did you? Yeah. So I, I, I dished out some of, that, some of that no COVID blood, and then I got the booster the next day. I thought you were looking a bit, yeah, pale. And, uh, Said that. And anemic. <laughs> any mix in the house and any mix any mix um, any mix <laughs> oh, welcome to Robin Charlie's any mix <laughs> it's like a pick a mix come on we can dig this out oh god um, any mix in the building although what I was going to say was that January is generally the month when people do stuff like dry January and stuff like that you're doing dry Q1 as we've discussed on Previous podcasts, and I was planning to drink a little bit less during the week. Um, but I think that the end of January has been the opposite of that. It's been not conducive to... Really? Yeah. Well, you haven't been drinking much, There's you? just been loads of things. Like, there's been George's leaving thing. Yeah. George Rogers, our friend, who's come over from Australia. And now gone back to Australia. And now gone back to Australia. It's been John, our friend, John Austin, who's going travelling. He's had a leaving... Dinner Shindig. the other night. Yeah, on a um, Wednesday. And there's just like shit going on all the time. And I don't know how to prep myself. Yeah, but Charlie, the point is not, you don't stop drinking because you're like, right, well, let's pick a month where I don't need to leave the house. That's the only way I'm going to stop drinking. The that point, is the, the point only way it, I'm going to stop drinking. The point of it is that you can go to stuff and be like, oh, I'm actually not going to drink. No, that's, that's, that's the, the discipline only, of it. No, It'd be no. easy if it was just, all right, every January, no one's allowed to do anything social. <laughs> And we're all, and I tell you what, we're all going to really prove something, and we're going to not drink as well. People need to stop planning things when there's people be need drinking. to stop planning things. <laughs> <laughs> there's nothing sporadic about it anymore. That's what I think. Sporadic. Sporadic. Nothing, I know sporadics, please. No, uh, that's not the word I wanted, was it? What's the word I wanted? There's nothing. Uh, and it's like ooh, off the cuff. Um, improvise. No. 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 <laughs> no. no. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, no, not improvised. Uh, you know, like you know, a relationship's really like, oh, it's got flat. You know, you do things, you do things like just you know off the cuff. You're like, oh fuck it, let's do that. Go on, spontaneous. Spontaneous. That's the word, not sporadic. God, you're clicking all as over if the shop. It took tonight. you that long to get from sporadic. Well, to as if it took you that long to think what the word yeah, spontaneous I, is. I you're really... now giving me <laughs> jit for not thinking of it. You're the one who's sitting around going, what is? What's the name for it? What's the name for it? Oh, what's the name for the, that thing when everyone does stuff off the cuff? Oh, yeah. 
I'd already gone down my neural pathway, so I had an excuse. I won't get into neural pathways with you, Charlie, because you you think you're 28 before you're 28, and that's just weird. So just, let's, yeah, let's start the dreams. Okay. Morning, mate. Um, so I was on the way to my uh, my stepbrother Toby's wedding, and I was running so late, and I was like, oh, my God, oh, my God, I'm going to be late, because I can't remember where I'd been before, but I'd been somewhere else. And um, I was literally rushing to get there, and for some reason I went straight to the ceremony, and I got there, and I had uh, a rucksack, and then I, like, got off the train or whatever, and, like, I sprinted straight to the, the ceremony, and then I got there, I was like, oh, no, oh, I forgot my suit. And then I, like, had to go in really quietly and I was in, like, my sports kit. So I had, like, shorts on and a T-shirt and everyone was obviously already in the middle of the ceremony. I had to, like, creep up to the front along the aisle. Um, and, like, they were doing the wedding ceremonies. So I was like, oh, sorry. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Just, like, squeezing up to the front. And I was like to my dad, oh, dad, I forgot my suit. He was like, what? I was like, I forgot my suit. I don't know what to do. He was like, you're going to have to go and hire one. And I was like, oh, okay. So then I literally left. And I didn't have a car or anything. I, like, stepped outside the ceremony and I was like, oh, my God, where the hell am I going to find a suit? And then, uh, yeah, I just went off to find a suit that I could hire, but it was horrible. Well, <laughs> a lot to unpack there. Um, it feels a lot like, uh, I don't know, if, have you seen Four Weddings and a Funeral? I haven't seen it. No. Oh, maybe I have, have seen it, but I don't never remember see- it. You don't? That's the classic, isn't it? Oh, have you seen uh, Thingy? No. What, you haven't seen Thingy? Have you genuinely not seen Four Weddings for and a Funeral? Have you never seen Four Weddings and a Funeral? Four Weddings and a Funeral. Uh, I bet I've done. In that, there is a few is that, times. Is that the one where they have the, um, there's those four couples that are getting married and then there's, is that that one person dies? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, um, but yeah. in a lot, in, in that film, a lot of the time, they are going to the wedding and they're like rolling out of bed, they're late and they just show up and they're trying to get dressed. And that's what it feels like. It feels very much that energy. Yeah, that's it's what, what my you're life, doing. My life feels like really a lot of the time. Um, and you forgot your suit. Uh, it reminds me of so one of our friends, Alex Legbeal, got married last year. Yeah. So, uh, to Alex and Lily, the Legbeals. Uh, the first people out of our friendship group to get married. First, which people. was very exciting. Um, and so I, one, one of the funny, one of the things what happened when I arrived at one the... One of the things what happened when I arrived at the, uh... <laughs> one of the things what happened when we arrived at the wedding, I arrived at the wedding, we'd, me and you had gone for a pint with, with, um, Stampy, you remember beforehand? I, that, was, that was really getting insistent, your me and you isn't it? And You're I love that you buy on it every time. But, um, we, we'd arrived at a yeah. hotel. Yeah, yeah, I do remember now. With me, you, um, Stampy... And well, Stampy wasn't even there. Stampy literally got there five minutes before the cab, and he was like, "Oh yeah, that'll be pint." <laughs> it was literally the most rushed pint I've ever. Yeah, we were like, "Stampy, oh well, just come and meet us for a pint, and then we'll go and get a cab together." And then by the time Stampy arrived, it was like, "We've the already cab got your there. pint, and you've, the cab's here. You need to down it, and we're gonna go." And it was midday. So we downed it. It was midday. Yeah, you downed it. We left. We arrived, um, and uh, then as we got to the venue, we all. Um, Going in and the, the best men were like shuffling us around. The ushers were saying, you need to go this way, that way. And they, there was a there was a card to sign. Does it sound like it's a DJ Casper? There was <laughs> a card to sign way, that way. Did you sign the card? I don't know. 
Don't stick your tongue out on me like that. <laughs> that was my uh, I'm trying to think face. Um, no, I don't think I did. Because I remember me and Stampy, so we walked over. Charlie Stamp is Stampy, by the way. Um, we walked over to where there was people congregating. And they were like, you need to sign this card. So I walked over, took the card. Me and Stampy walked over, walked away, signed the card, came back. Everyone had gone. And everyone had gone because the actual ceremony was starting. <laughs> so we went in. So everyone had gone into the actual uh, place where the ceremony was the happening. The barn. The barn. Mm-hmm. And um, I, it's safe to say that, yeah, I was invited to Leggy's wedding, but I wasn't part of the, I don't know, the close-knit circle of friends <laughs> or family who should be near the front. <laughs> so I was happy to take my seat at the back. And when I walked in, um, you... Had walked in <laughs> towards you probably what five six rows back, and um, you were I sitting. Think four. You were sitting with like some of our school friends, weren't you? Yeah. And there was two seats next to you. And <laughs> I, as we, I know I'd saved you two seats. You saved us two seats, and as we walked in, um, I could see you, and you were kind of like looking over your shoulder, and we were like, "Save us those seats, save us those seats," and uh, you didn't save us those seats, did you? <laughs> did I not? So what happened? Do you remember? I remember it slightly differently. No. I remember, I think it was Lecky's brother sat down next to me. And I was like, sorry, I'm saving these. And he was like, well, I need to sit here. I was like, yeah, but I'm saving them. And he was like, <laughs> he was like, well, you can't save them. It's my brother's wedding. I was like, oh, yeah, I am saving them. <laughs> uh, and then you. No, I, the, yeah. And, I then, do. and then, yeah. And then. So you saved them. The guy, then the guy, you were like to the guy, you can't sit here. And he was like, okay. Whatever, and then um, okay, and then whatever. Kira, whatever. Uh, I was like, oh, Kira, who's like his uh, sister, came over and was like, An old they need to sit here. Um, these two seats need to be sat in by our family because by Kira's boyfriend and her brother, yeah. who's, who, Liam, who's Alex's other brother. So me and Stampy come over and we sat in those seats and we just then got told immediately to leave the seats, vacate them immediately, and then okay, we were like, okay, fine, we'll go to the back. So we went to the back. And uh, as we got to the back, there was people with like uh, a pram and babies and stuff. And we were like, okay, fine, we'll sit right at the back. Like there, there was literally no one else behind us. We were fully at the back. That's fine. And then Leggy comes over, Alex Legbill, in his, whose wedding it was, the groom. And he was like, oh, look, actually, it's fine. Um, you don't need to sit at the back. You can come and sit up here. There's a space. And I was like, okay, fine. Uh, that sounds good. Uh, so we moved to the front. And then it turns out that we are sat in the second row in front of most of the family. <laughs> uh, literally, the family who, like Leggy's family, is behind us. And there's they, everything that happened during the whole ceremony, they were kind of like leaning to look <laughs> around us. And you're both quite tall. And, and I was like, oh, I feel so awkward about this now because I'm not, like, yes, I'm good friends with Leggy, but I'm not good friends enough with Leggy to be second row at his wedding. <laughs> and now I'm suddenly blocking his family from being able to see what's going on at the wedding. Good times. Oh, it was, it was quite day. stressful. It funny was day. quite stressful. That was a bloody good day. It was oh, a lovely day. I have more days like that. I was just thinking, what's the, what's the what's the worst thing you've ever forgotten? Like ever been like, oh my fuck, oh my god, what have I done? Um, I feel like I do this all the time. Well, I mean, it, what, the worst thing you've ever forgotten, you probably wouldn't remember it, would you? <laughs> well, I blanked it from my memory because it was such a bad. <laughs> it was so bad. No, what's the what's the what's the biggest like? Oh my god, I've left my thingy there. Uh, what's well, you start, and I'll think if I can. All right, I, I was hoping you might ask me that. <laughs> uh, I once was in, uh, I was doing this like presenting thing with Elliot, a friend of ours, my co-founder. Um, well, he's actually more a friend of mine. 
Well, he's actually my, Arguably. my employee. Arguably my best <laughs> best friend. Uh, no, he's not my employee. He's my co-founder. Oh, he's not my best friend. He's uh, my employee. Uh, when I say employee, I mean uh, my friend. <laughs> um, and basically, we were in Davos in Switzerland doing this presenting thing. And then uh, we were on the way back uh, and we had to get this train from uh, Davos to Zurich, I think it was. And um, we got to uh, Zurich and then we had to change and get a, another um, train to the, to the airport. Because we were, we were running, like, push for time for our flight. We were like, fucking hell, fucking hell, got to get there, got to get there. And uh, we get on this train to the airport. And it was like a 10-minute train, but it goes really fast and really far. And uh, I was like, oh, have you got my bag? He was like, no. I was like, where's my bag? He was like, I, I haven't got it. I haven't got it. I was like, what do you mean you haven't got it? He was like, I haven't got it. I was like, oh, my God, I've left my fucking bag on the other train. And then, uh, and, but the train ended at Zurich. So I was like, all right, I'm going to have to get. And we had something like an hour and a half before our flight. And I was like, oh, my God, oh, my God. Oh. And so I knew I had to get back to, so I went back to Zurich. And then I was like, excuse me, where's the, where's the, tra- where's the train? Where's the train? Is it left? And, and the woman was like, I'm sorry, this train has already gone back to where? <laughs> to, to the woman sounded a lot like uh, Daniel Farker. Like Daniel Farker. Yeah, this woman, and she's kind of, and here she is, ladies and gentlemen. Um, and this woman was like, I'm sorry, this train has already left. So um, I'm sorry, this train has already left. <laughs> the woman was like, I'm sorry, this train has already left. I'm so were, sorry, this were, train has you, already left. You, you look able to check the train, sir. No, no, I'm uh, so sorry. Anyway, she was a complete sorry. bitch, basically. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> yeah, she was like the train. She was like the train. train. The train has left. The train has left. You will not be. This able to, train has left. You will not be able to look on this train. It has already gone. And uh, <laughs> I was like, well, no. I was like, Whoa, no. Now she's what South Africa. I was like, no. I know where it was. Can I just run and have a look? And she was like, I'm telling you, young man. This train, <laughs> <laughs> this train is gone. There's no catching it, hey. There's no like, fucking God catching it. You like, fucking can't. stupid fuck. Shut your mouth, hey. <laughs> <laughs> she was a real bitch, and uh, anyway, I was like, oh, I was like, she was pro apartheid. Yeah, probably. And anyway, so I literally was like, oh, you're a liar. And then I you're was a like, lawyer. <laughs> you're a lawyer. You're a lawyer. <laughs> then I had to sprint over to the train, and I uh, yeah, so I sprint over to this train. I was like, oh, I know where I know where the platform was on. She was so fucking unhelpful. I was so angry. <laughs> And uh, you know when people are just like, I've lost my fucking bag, love. It had my passport in it as well. Oh, you would have loved, did you? Damn it. I should have said that at the start. Uh, sexist. It had my passport in it. So if I didn't get it, I could not get on my plane. So if I didn't get it, if you don't get it... So if you don't understand the, the travel rules, you need a passport. And anyway, but this is when we were still in the EU. So technically, if you had a European identification, you probably could have flown, but I didn't. So Passport's I sprint... Passport's a big issue for you, isn't it? Big issue. We'll get onto that later. I sprint... In fact, mine's about to expire. I need to remember that. I sprint <laughs> over to get to this train. Let me tell, tell the story, story Charlie. <laughs> for God's sake. You're the one who keeps going back on your own self. I'm not telling it now. <laughs> You're going to be like that. I'm not and, telling uh, it. That, is, that has been Charlie and Rob on Living the Dream. Thank you for listening. So I sprint up to this platform. I literally like leap through the barriers. I'm like, oh my God, oh my God. You and then I see the train. I leapt. And I see the train. <laughs> Shut up! <laughs> I see the train, and uh, and I and I knew that, and it said the train was going to leave in two minutes. I was like, oh my god! And I literally sprinted across the whole of Zurich station, which, if anyone's been to Zurich station, it's a very large station. It's a bit like St Pancras. It's huge, and I sprinted across the whole thing. It was probably literally like an eight hundred meter sprint. Wow! And, and I, how quick did you do it? I probably did oh. it in like must have been thirty seconds. Record or something. time. <laughs> Record time. <laughs> I remember there was, a, was there, there was a cheetah. There was a cheetah next to me running significantly slower. Steve, I bet. And. Um, <laughs> And anyway, so I sprint and I get on the. So this, I sprint. I get anyway, on the train. so I sprint. <laughs> anyway, so I sprint. I get on this train, 
And I jump on, and then I'm like, oh my god, there's my suitcase. And the train is packed because it's about to head back to wherever it came from. Whatever godforsaken part of whatever, whatever godforsaken, godforsaken orifice it protruded from originally. <laughs> and uh, anyway, I grab my bag, and I like in one fell swoop, I'm sprinting down the carriage. I literally sprint down the carriage, you know, the way they're up on the sides. And I grab my bag and like sweep it off and nearly hit this woman <laughs> and then just keep running straight down the thing. Out the yeah, literally keep running straight down the thing. Press the, you know, the, the, the doors that open slowly between carriages. That opens, I squeeze through and then literally I squeeze myself out as it's like bang. <laughs> yeah, and it's shut. It's like you're it's wetting shut. the bed alarm. It's, yeah, it did sound a lot like a wetting bed alarm. <laughs> and it shut as I got off the train. I was like, oh my God. Oh my God. Oh. Oh, so then I took a second and I was like, right, now I need to get back to the airport. So I literally then took my bag and sprinted, got on the next train to the airport and like, and Elliot didn't even wait for me, the little shit. And I charged through, got on my train, um, got on my plane and then uh, I collected my automobile from the uh, airport and got home. Jesus, that does sound stressful. It was horrible. I um, missed most of that because I was just... Um, Interrupting. Trying to interrupt, yeah. Um, but it sounds like you had a very stressful experience. And the other thing that I was thinking was that when you were in wherever it was, South America, and then you lost your passport there as well. You're, yeah. you've, you're infamous for uh, losing your passport. Yeah, it's so Are annoying. you willing to... Should we, should we say, let's save that story. That should, we save it? should we save it? Listen to that one. You can listen to that one on uh, a future episode. On episode. This is episode, what, nine? This is episode nine, and uh, we've got one left of the series. <laughs> so uh, maybe you'll get that, that story next week if you listen in. Also, the best way to make sure that you hear every episode is to follow us and subscribe, and then you'll get a notification to say the new podcast episode is here every Wait, week. Wait, actually, the only other thing I was going to say was that you turned up to your... Was it your brother's wedding? Your stepbrother's Step-brother, wedding? Stepbrother, Toby, yeah. And your stepbrother has had a lot of wedding, a lot of weddings recently, hasn't he? My stepbrothers <laughs> have both got married. My brother is engaged. And showing up to, um, we we need to kind of do the old. What does it mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So what? What does it all mean? So what, showing up to a wedding in a t-shirt and what shorts? Oh, so you what you're trying to do now is be like, okay, is that what we're going to Google? Uh, yeah. Well, all right. Let's I Google mean, it. Then. That's the show, isn't it? <laughs> well, that's what we're doing here, isn't it? <laughs> Oh my god, reprova. What does that mean? Reprova. Incorrect. Um, what should I Google then? Google, um, um, showing up in the wrong clothes. Showing, yeah. Dream. Sh- showing up to a wedding in the wrong clothes, dream. Me. Dream, uh, showing up in the wrong clothes. I don't think, I don't think wedding is relevant. Okay. What does the dream mean? <laughs> Got Dreamopedia, Dreamsopedia. Dreams about wearing the wrong clothes. That's a new one. Dreamsopedia. Yeah, I know. Dreamsopedia Future sounds like a, sounds like a website for nonces. Dream about wearing wrong clothes signals spiritual healing and enlightenment. You have some dependency issues. <laughs> you have some... Oh, wait, I've already... <laughs> you have some dependency issues. <laughs> You're spiritually healed. The truth of some matter will soon be re- revealed to you. The dream is a potent, is a portent for your drive, energy, and determination. When it comes to your goals and aspirations, you aim high. You do aim high, do you reckon? Mm-hmm. I think you do aim high. I think you do aim high. Where in your dreams states someone who is over- overtly gay? <laughs> By the way, just so everyone knows, Charlie's up to, what is it, level seven? Is it Biff, Kip and Chipper books that you're up to now? Yeah. Yeah. 
That's why he's reading. Okay, right. Uh, as in, as in, sorry. Uh, this sounds like I'm reading it in a really weird way, but this is exactly what it says. Where in your dream states someone who is overtly gay, love and wealth will quickly vanish. Where in your dream states someone who's overtly <laughs> but gay? But where is spelled W E A R? It's like where. Where? It doesn't even make dream. sense. So the overtly gay person is telling me, where in your dream? <laughs> where in your dream? State someone is overtly gay, so you're overtly gay. <laughs> Love and wealth will quickly vanish if you are not cautious and continue to carry on your careless way. Love and wealth will you quickly are vanish. Yeah, so listen, shush, shush. You are coyly making your emotional feelings known. So I think that's true. You're kind of being a bit coy, like coy carp sort of thing. The dream represents your fears of things that are different. You may be experiencing feelings of guilt with someone that you may have done... <laughs> <laughs> wrong so, uh, in your dream draws attention to the feminine I, I think this this website is actually very gobbledygook <laughs> so there's an overly gay man telling me to feel guilt about someone that I did <laughs> wrong <laughs> <laughs> this uh, I think this isn't a very good uh, website maybe I should go to the next no one. that's fine what's the conclusion from that Wearing wrong clothes dream. Shall we go on that one? No, we don't need to do five different things. It's not about what the dream means. We just make that up. We just make it <laughs> we up. We just make it up on this made up, made up dreampedia. No, I've already gone off of it now. I've already gone off on one now. I've already gone off on one now, haven't I? So that dream basically meant, according to that, that I was... Overtly over... gay. Yeah, fine with that. Yeah. And that um, something about it was a spiritual awakening. Yeah, and the spiritual awakening is that you are gay. Yeah. And you're wearing clothes that... Represent my... Represent your... Uh, <laughs> uh, my... Spiritual awakening. Spiritual awakening, yeah. I was wearing multicoloured... Uh, and in the dream, you're going to a place where everyone's wearing very stiff, smart suits, clothing. It's a wedding. This was like some sort of game. I like it. <laughs> and you're wearing a t-shirt and what is it, shorts? I was wearing stiff clothes. <laughs> it's a wedding. Start you guessed it, listener. It's a wedding. <laughs> uh, God, this, is, this has been the most, I don't know, all over the place podcast I think we've ever recorded. <laughs> I think I've ever recorded. <laughs> oh. Oh. Okay, um, so I'm glad that's concluded. Should we move yeah. on to your dream? No, I guess I think we need to. Okay, this is a good one. <laughs> Morning, mate. Just remembered I did have a dream that I woke up at like five or middle of the night, and I was like, I need to remember that. I can't remember all of it, but basically, it was it was. I was in a plane with some people, but we were, like, flying it. I can't remember if it was you or not, but it was, like, me and two other people sort of, like, flying this plane and going so high in the sky. And then there was this other, like, tiny little red plane which was, like, flying along next to us. And it was, like, a sort of remote control plane. But its propellers weren't going. It was kind of just, like, flying near us. I was like, what the fuck's going on? And then suddenly I was in that red plane and then I was going so high, like, and I didn't have any, like, my, it was one of those planes where you're, like, in the actual air, like, 
like an old-fashioned sort of plane. And I was going, we were, I was flying alongside next to this plane and I was going, we went so high to, to the point where I looked down at the earth and it looked like a ball. Because um, she's like a tiny little ball in the distance and I was so high. And I was like, oh my God, I'm going to pass out because there's no oxygen up here and it's freezing. And then sort of came flying down, but really so, so quickly. And I could see the earth coming up towards me. And then luckily I managed to not crash into the ground. But yeah, that's the only real sequence I can remember. It's annoying because I remember thinking, oh, that's such a good dream. But yeah, that's all I've got. Is there apologising at the end? Like, oh, that's all I've got. Yeah, I know. Um, I thought it was quite a good dream. I quite liked it. Yeah. In, in my mind, it was like um, Top Gun. Oh, yeah. No, I was thinking of that as well. I was thinking of like, a, you know, Felix Baumgartner. Yeah, that's what I was about to say. But do you want to sum up the dream? We should have done that for the last one. But do you want to sum up the dream in terms of what happened? Yeah, so you're flying in a plane. It's a small sort of Cessna. I have no idea what Cessna means. It's a small, like, you know, like three-seater, like propeller plane. Mm. And then there's an even smaller red plane. It's remote control, and then suddenly, you're I, yeah, out. I'm in some weird plane which is really high up, and then suddenly there's like other planes which are like coming near, and then I'm in that plane. Oh, so there's more than one other plane. Yeah, it's like I'm in like a a plane which like is a flock of planes. I'm in like a big plane, which is not like a agile one, which is one just like flying around mm-hmm. and they're ready to drop bombs. <laughs> <laughs> and then there's suddenly your, your um, arms are weak, and there was stomach on your there was your stomach on my stomach on your sweater already. <laughs> Mum's spaghetti, you're nervous, but my arms are sweaty <laughs> to, to drop bombs. Yeah, no, and I can see this. I can see a plane coming near me, and then I'm suddenly in that plane flying it. Um, and then we we're honestly like so high up in the sky. It was it was like Felix Baumgartner. Like, you remember seeing that thing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the guy that did the, the highest ever skydive. Yeah. Yeah, it was pretty cool. He was, like, on the edge of the world or whatever it is. Yeah, he was, like, in, in the, uh, what's it called? The ozone. The, like, the edge of the ozone layer, I mean. Um, you also said in that it was one of those old-fashioned sort of planes where you're in the actual air. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, because, you know... As opposed to what kind of new-fashioned planes? No, because, you know, when you're, like, in the... Uh, you're in, like, a... Imagine a biplane. Yeah. And your head is out of it. Oh, so the cockpit is open air. Yeah. So it's like all a of it is open air. Is that a convertible? Did yeah. you have, Did you have the uh, convertible? You can like yeah, midway through the air you can put the roof on. It starts raining. It's did a you, hard top. <laughs> did you have the um, pilot's goggles on then? Yeah, I did. Yeah. Like Wallace and Gromit. Yeah, exactly like that. <laughs> so you're in goggles and you're soaring up towards the sky, and then what were you like? Right, I think I've got high enough now. It's time to go down. Yeah, and then suddenly I looked down and I was like, in the the highest you could ever imagine. I was, like, I was like, oh my god, man! Like, was so totally, <laughs> oh my god, look at the world, man! I'd done so much weed. <laughs> done, I've done I was, so much weed, I, bro. I was like the highest you would ever imagine, man. <laughs> You're so gnarly again. No, but like, you know how you you hear about like, um, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> a, a, like a rocket that goes to um, the moon yeah <laughs> yeah you do hear about that and, you, and then you you see well have you ever seen um, <laughs> what's that film called uh, Gravity Apollo 13 oh no I've not seen it 
Here we go. You haven't seen Apollo 13. Have you not? You're again. <laughs> oh, what? Have you actually not seen it? It's a fucking good film. Maybe I have seen it. I don't know. Is that the one that blew up? No. Oh, that was Apollo 19, maybe. Well, I don't want to give spoilers, but... Um... Maybe that was Apollo 9. <laughs> or Apollo 7. Apollo 11 is the one that landed on the moon. Okay. Apollo 13 is the one that went round the moon by accident. They didn't mean to. Basically, they were going to land on the moon, and it all fucked up. And then they all had to... Um, like all their club together and figure out how to get back and buy the pilot a present <laughs> so they didn't feel too bad about what happened uh, and basically you know when you're like well you know when you're in space and uh, oh, you're, yeah. you're, you're thousands and millions of miles away from Earth you're thousands and millions of miles away from Earth <laughs> that's what I was doing in the in the dream I was like I could see I could see Earth but it was a, a very small dot yeah in the distance so you were probably thinking I've, I've gone too far yeah, I was like, oh, I've gone a bit too far here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I've gone a bit far with that. Ooh, oh. it, it, it brings me back to the um, the fact that I would love to go skydiving, but you, when we were younger, told me that you had gone skydiving yeah. and completely just lied about it. Yeah, I did. And I actually thought about this the other day. It's because we were playing Grand Theft Auto with, with our friend George, who just got back to Australia. And um, for anyone who didn't remember who George was, we've mentioned that a few times now, so... Uh... So if I can get this guy. So, so get a grip. And um, yeah, well, basically the guy skydived in that. And, I, and then the some, I think George said, like, I'd love to go skydiving. I was like, yeah, it's so good. We were like eight. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, well, I have been. <laughs> <laughs> and he was like, no, you haven't. I was like, yes, I have. To be fair, that, George used to literally lie so much. Do you remember when we were like, we were, uh, we're also, I've got something to talk about, about lying as a Also, kid. bringing that up. No, it's good, it's good. I was explaining it. But we were, um, <laughs> we were literally like 10 and uh, we were at sleepover at George's and George, George is also like, he was quite small as a kid and he pipes up with, uh, what would you guys do if someone broke in? And I was, oh, like, yeah. and I was like, um, I think I'd just like, run or like, hide, or just hide on a maneuver. And just well, this and... isn't how I remember the story, but yeah. Yeah, and um, I just hide under my duvet or like just stay dead still, or whatever. And Charlie was like, "Yeah, I'd probably just like hide under my duvet as well. It'd be so scary." Uh, and we were like, "Yeah, it would be so scary." Oh my and God. you were like, "I'll batter him." No, and then George was like, "I reckon I'd just hit him." And I was like, <laughs> "No, you wouldn't." He was like, "Yeah, I probably would." I was like, "What? What? You just a man jumps in the window? You're just gonna hit him?" He was like, "Yeah, I'd probably just like smack him." We're like, oh. "It's ten year old." But anyway, I'd already been skydiving for two years by that point. <laughs> <laughs> but Will Smith said in his book, a uh, hell of a book, by the way. Will Smith. Will. It's called Will, uh, Willard. Will Willard Smith. Willard he, Smith. He, uh, yeah. he said in that book that he, as a kid he used to like lie all the time, and he was like, "It's because of his creative imagination." Yeah. Well, I mean, so uh, the main uh, one big thing in my childhood, I remember, I used to always lie a lot of the time and like just say. Oh, so now it's cool. Something. Now Will Smith does it. No, but like I was friends with George and I would just be like, oh, I'll climb out Everest or whatever and just say <laughs> random shit like that. When I thought I was it was like, only me. When I was like seven years old. And people <laughs> were like, well, only... you obviously haven't. <laughs> I thought that was only me with the skydiving. You and George have given me chat for that for years and I was like, yeah, that's really embarrassing. And then, um, You're telling him and... you bloody scaled Everest. <laughs> Seven a year early than I launched myself out of a plane. Which one is easier, year earlier, which is easier. Than, Only one year easier than scaling Everest. I can at least be attached to someone. You claim to ski, scale Everest with no oxygen at seven. It was only one year earlier. Yeah. Um. <laughs> I did it when I was six. <laughs> it's K two next. 
<laughs> I mean, the reason I grew out of it, and like you, you didn't grow out of it, yes, I did. is because I remember at one point. Um... <laughs> <laughs> oh, I remember at one point I was friends with George at, at Soulfields, which is my primary school, and um, a guy school. called uh, uh, Stefan Davies. <laughs> Do you remember Stefan <laughs> Davies? I remember him, yeah. So uh, I remember one point, I, I, they had just stopped talking to me for some reason. And I was like, why are you not talking to me? And they were like, oh, don't, we can't tell you why. We can't tell you why. Oh, that's so And hard. I was only like seven or eight years old. You just and got back like, from the pool. <laughs> and I, I got like frostbite on my fingers. <laughs> I was like, wait, tell we me. We barely recognise you anymore. Your nose is so scary for the frostbite. I had a beard because I hadn't shaved for weeks because I've been scaling. I've been at, Mount, I've been at fucking base camp. <laughs> I've just been out doing my book launch for my autobiography. <laughs> Uh, and I was like, why aren't you talking to me? And they were like, oh, don't worry about it. Don't worry, <laughs> don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. Doesn't matter. Don't make you talk to me. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. And then eventually I was like, look, just tell me why you're not talking. <laughs> just tell me. Yeah, whatever it is, <laughs> I've scaled Everest. I'm sure I can take it. <laughs> whatever it is, don't worry about it. Just tell me why you're not talking to me. And eventually I was like, why are you not talking to me? And they were like, you don't want to know. <laughs> <laughs> eventually um, they were like yeah, because you're just showing off and you're lying about all, <laughs> you're lying about all this stuff that you've done you don't want to know <laughs> and really I was old. like oh they know that I'm lying about it <laughs> oh my god my cover is blown <laughs> anyway luckily I had a helicopter on standby <laughs> came in and got me out uh, what, what, what uh, they were like, they were like, you, you, you just lie about stuff, and I was like, I was like, what what else else everyone else knows about it, do they? <laughs> what else did you lie about? I don't know. I probably wasn't eight. I was probably in like five or six. I probably wasn't eight. I was probably like fifteen, sixteen. <laughs> what else did you lie about then? No, oh, no, nothing, nothing. <laughs> oh, no, nothing no. that you, you would don't, know. About, you don't want to know. You don't want to know. Um. But I just remember, I just remember being like, oh shit, uh, you can't just lie about shit because people will (laughs) say that that's not true. And then uh, everyone will know that it's not true because it's just bullshit. (laughs) And then they'll stop talking to you. And then they'll hate you. So from that point on, you never told another lie, is that? Um, Well, within reason. Well, within reason. Depends how white that lie might be. (laughs) I like. Oh, that was really, really, really funny. (sighs) Wasn't it, listener? That was really funny. Good. I hope you enjoyed that as much as I did. Um, Do you have any other questions? Uh, what was happening again? Oh, yeah, you went soaring up into the sky. And then you came soaring back down. It was actually it was quite scary, actually, because I was in this um, plane. <laughs> you imagine, imagine you in like a little woolly hat scaling Everest. At six, you're like, oh, ice picks. Oh, God, this is so exhausting. I come back to my prep school and I'm like, oh, God, you won't Daddy. believe what's happened to me this summer. Daddy, do you want any quavers? I'm starving. Yeah, so what did you do at Christmas? It's like, oh, I'll just sit home. It's like, oh, you don't bloody know what I've done. <laughs> at home? Oh, fucking. Uh, boring. I went to Nepal. I've only just acclimatised. <laughs> back to the old altitude. I want to know what your other lies were. Uh, I can't remember, but... Um, what was it like? Oh, you did a world record in 100 metres. <laughs> no. No, no, no. No, no, I wasn't saying that ridiculous. Nothing as crazy as what you would have said. It says the man who scaled Everest at six. Yeah, well, I mean, it's, we've all we've all 
film travelling. You know what I mean? I wonder how many people do that, like lie as a kid, and then one day are like, probably should stop lying. I like. basically just lied because I was like, oh yeah, you know, just I've done this, I've done that. I mean, yeah, I it like, sounds cool. Oh, um, obviously people don't believe it because it's not true, and then they were like, you're a liar. I was like, yeah, liar. Oh shit, I am. <laughs> oh shit. Oh, I never thought about it like that. <laughs> Suppose I am. Yeah. You're not telling the truth. Yeah. And that you haven't scaled Everest at seven years old. Yeah, yeah. Oh, right. Oh. Yeah, well, that's fair yeah. enough. That is true, actually. I didn't. I never did. Yeah. And I wish I had. You have now. I would of like course. to at some point. Would you? Yeah. Would you really? Um, I wouldn't like to endanger my life, but I would like to. Well, I mean, if it was on the cards, I could. I would think about it. Yeah. I don't know if I would. It looks so scary and cold. It does look cold. And scary. I mean, loads of people die doing it. Yeah, you know they use people sometimes as like markers on the way up. It's like, oh, you've reached uh, green boots. And then green boots is like a dead person. He's never boots. been carried down because he's just still there on the mountain. It's a bit of an odd name, isn't it? Yeah, but they name him by his uh, boy says on his passport. <laughs> his driving license. <laughs> his first name Green, second name Boots. <laughs> he was actually meant to be a superhero, but didn't work out. Yeah, he got moss on his boots, and then uh, after that, it was just. Uh, <laughs> anyway, should we find out? Let's see what that means. What Lying does it all child. mean? What does it all mean? What does it all mean? <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> what do we Google for that one? Um, it's what the dream is about. It was uh, you flying up into outer space. Travelling to space in your dream. That'll work. Travelling to space in dream. Travelling to space in dream. Whoa. Whoa. Whoa, that's cool. By Laurie the Dream Expert 1. Ever travel to space in your dreams? Life is a journey. <clears throat> we all seem to naturally view it as such. Just think of all the journey-infused metaphors we use when talking about our lives. We'll cross that bridge when we get to it. I'm really at a crossroads right now. Our relationship has hit a roadblock, and I'm ready to take my life in a different direction, just to name a few. With this collective perspective on travelling through life, it is only fitting that our dreams would place us in a myriad of travel-related adventures. In the literal world, there are many physical paths on which to travel. Bloody bloody blah. Tell me what it means to go to space. God, that's a lot of of flowery words, which mean nothing. They're talking about someone called Mike, who had a dream, and his dream came true and he went to space. (laughs) <laughs> a great example of such a dream came from radio personality Mike Calter who could we'll be talk a per- about a guy called uh, what? For example Bezos. here we go he came from a radio personality <laughs> and he called, went to space his dream came true Elon Musk <laughs> <laughs> okay here we go for example spaceships UFOs rockets space shuttles all these vehicles are capable of travelling not only high into the sky but beyond this world so when they travel into our dreams they represent our extreme high hopes of being able to travel above and beyond our personal world as we now know it so you. So I'm uh, transcending our normal lives to go into the rest of space. Well, you could read like that, or you could read that you want to escape and get above your current life. Yeah, and I think I do. Oh. I think that's true. I think yeah. I would like to escape my current life Captain. and leave world behind and to go into space and find nirvana 
Uh, no, I would agree with that. But I think everyone, that's, that's just bollocks. Everyone, that's bollocks. everyone always wants to be living a better life. Is that what it says? No, that's just what I read into it. <laughs> but as in, it's saying like you want to, you want to, you have high hopes of travelling above and beyond our personal world as we now know it. I do have high hopes of travelling beyond the world that I currently live in. I would like to live abroad and go travelling and stuff like that. I'd like to like live abroad and go travelling and stuff. And, those. <laughs> and go travelling and stuff I do have like very that, high you know hopes, I mean? both physical and metaphorical. Uh, mostly to go travelling. Does that count? Yeah, I reckon it does. I, I would say it's more like, you know, I would love to be doing, like, stand-up on a tour somewhere or whatever. And, like, we, us doing a podcast. Yeah, well, like, we are doing a podcast. Yeah, no, but us doing now. a podcast and, like, you know, it being our job or something. That'd be so cool. That would be fun. And uh, doing it abroad. And we could go travelling. And doing it in space. Yeah. Imagine if we were uh, on a, like a satellite that went round the world and we were just podcasting from up there. Bit, I don't know if I... Uh, do I want to go to space? Do you want to go to space? Um, I'd like to go to space in the sense that I'd like to just go up for maybe like um, a couple of hours and see the world from space. Yeah. But I feel like also... I would be very stressed about actually doing that. Yeah, and getting back. And if if I was in the in the rocket at the time of launch, I'd be like, "Fucking hell, uh, I'm so scared!" Right? Imagine how much you'd be shaking as well. <laughs> After like that, there's like that Challenger rocket which just exploded yeah. out of nowhere. Yeah, yeah, that's what I was talking about when I was trying to think of it earlier. Um, you're just like looking out the window. But I was listening to. But a, I think most of the time, probably it would be fine, but. I think it would be fine, but it would just be well scary. It would be like a super extreme version of going on like a flight on a bit of a dodgy plane. Yeah, we're about to hit turbulence. Yeah, it'd be like, well, ladies and gentlemen, we're about to hit a little bit of turbulence as we, as we leave the Earth's atmosphere. Um, in the case of an emergency... Oh, We've we... only done this four times before, and uh, we're about to hit turbulence. In the case of an emergency, I oh, will use the words brace, brace. <laughs> in the case of an emergency, we're going to use the words fucking fucked. <laughs> we're going to use the words. <laughs> You're we're going to use the words. Oh my god, we're fucked. <laughs> we're going to use the words. Ladies and gentlemen, please call your family and tell them you love them. <laughs> there is a phone attached to your seat, and that will be used in the case of emergency. <laughs> in which case, we'll be encouraging you to say, fucking, I'm fucked. <laughs> jump, just jump. Just fucking. It can't get any worse than this. I'm sorry, the money's hidden under the bed. Oh, um, I, I did actually listen to a podcast the other day with an astronaut. They're actually trying to fly because they're trying to do another moon trip, um, NASA, and they want to have the first person of color and the first um, female astronaut land step onto the moon. Uh, no, and she said that like looking down on the world, just you instantly have a sense of of perspective that you are so infinitesimal compared to the world, and the things that you build up to be such huge problems in your head, actually just really don't matter. Mm. I'd like that very much. I should like that very much. I should um, like that very much. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you very much for listening this week. Oh, um, um, and if you have any questions or dreams that you would like to send in. Yeah, yeah, so we're, we're looking to uh, analyse some other people's dreams as well because as, as exciting as our dreams are, it'd be great to hear some other people's dreams um, that we could chat about. So if you're willing to share those dreams, you can either voice note them to us or you can uh, just write them down and send them over um, to our Instagram, which is Pod. L-I-V-I-N-D-R-E-A-M-P-O-D. Um, or send them to our email, livingdreampod at gmail.com. And please, please, please give us uh, five-star reviews and all that kind of stuff because it actually massively helps with some sort of algorithm or something. 
livingthedreampod at gmail.com. Um, yeah, send over any comments, any thoughts, anything at all. We'd love to hear from you. Um, sometimes it does rather feel like we're just talking to each other in a small black box in the middle of Soho. In fact, we could literally be on the moon right now. Yeah, and I, I, I kind of hope that we are. Yeah. Okay. Well, Charlie, hopefully we make it back to Earth for next week's episode. And this episode is coming to you from the moon. Goodbye forever. Thank you.